Hi everyone, this is Amy Infinity, and you are listening to The Key to Courage. It's Amy Infinity with the Key to Courage podcast. And considering that the holidays are up and coming, I wanted to record a special, you know, little little episode here uh, about an experience I had just a few days ago that is very relevant to the holidays and also touched me in a way that I did not expect. And that was I actually went to a, a performance of the Nutcracker that my niece was in. I was very happy to be able to to get my schedule to work with that. And um, I love the holidays. So for those of you who know me, I've been a little out of the game for the last few years in celebrating as I used to or that I would love to. Uh, just participating in festivities and going to performances. And I love, love, love holiday music. I've been a part of the, the Washington Chorus in Washington, D.C., performing at the Kennedy Center for the holidays. I've done all kinds of awesome musical things uh, surrounding the holidays, particularly that are, are very, very memorable for me. But in the last few years, I've had a lot of motion, um, motion, movement, a lot of change in my life. So Unfortunately, I've gotten a little away from my traditional like celebration with, you know, and some of it does, yes, become kind of plastic uh, with the holidays and, and gift giving is not quite what I used to to think of it. I mean, I love giving gifts, but at the same time, again, material items have a little less value to me lately because there has just been so much real, real, and the things that I hold near and dear are the the love of my loved ones and um i found that even in times tough times things like food and and just getting by that has been more my focal than than celebrating the holidays in the ways that maybe i used to but that doesn't mean i want to i don't want to get back to those things and um like you know, cooking, baking, celebrating with family, like I said, the music surrounding the holidays, the lights. I think there's something to be said for these traditions, whether they seem, you know, a a little plastic or a little bit, you know, trivial. I think for everybody, we all have our own decisions to make as to what is special to us. So I am not about to demean somebody's you know, specialness. I mean, there are a couple of things that I, I don't quite like, I think Elf on Shelf is one of those that (laughs) I, I, I know some people love it and love that for their kids, but I, it's not quite my cup of tea. (laughs) He kind of creased me out a little bit, but Again, that's not my tradition. For some people, it's a special thing that they do every single year and every day leading up to the holidays. So we all have our traditions. And the Nutcracker has been one that I think a lot of us who come from a childhood in the you know 80s, 90s, you know, early 2000s or whatever, we all, I think, reminisce with that music, with the traditional Barishnikov, uh movie version of the Nutcracker, and or we've seen it on stage, whether we've been a part of it or not. You know, the Nutcracker and the music there is very emblematic and very symbolic 
for the holidays. And so in this case, it also brought together, I haven't been to a live performance, you know, obviously a couple of years ago we had the COVID, you know, shut in and all these kinds of things. And since then, I think it's been a lot for me particularly, but I think for a lot of us, very, very hard to kind of bounce back out into the public world and feel comfortable with that and going to performances with a lot of people there. Um, so this was, I think, a, a, a broach into that in a lot of different ways. So, but what I really wanted to talk about was two moments during this production of The Nutcracker that really brought me to tears. And I just, I did not see it coming in the slightest for the reasons in which it did. So the first of these two kind of tearjerker moments for me was when the transition occurs. So we have you know, Clara at the party and her uncle or whoever, I believe he's her uncle, but uh, ends up you know, bringing the toys to the party and then she gets the nutcracker. And anyway, at, at the point at which she actually goes to bed, I believe, or I mean, that is what happens, but we don't quite know, you know, what's, if it's a dream, if it's reality, if she's actually being transported to this world. But anyway, in the musical part of this equation, when all of a sudden, and the set design, if you've ever seen it live, but when all of a sudden it transitions into like the, the, the tree is growing. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about is like all of a sudden, Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps even as I'm talking about it. But, Oh, that's weird. I have like full body goosebumps right now, just even remembering this moment. But when the music starts kind of evolving and you know, you're being transitioned and transported to this nutcracker world, this world of fantasy, um, I, I actually had this, all of a sudden tears started welling up in my eyes as I'm hearing this music and believe you me, like this is a soundtrack I have heard a billion times over, right? But I did not expect there I was sitting with my mom and dad and my sister's mother-in-law and my mom's friend. And I'm just, you know, kind of thinking that this is just going to be, uh, you know, a, a local kind of performance, the Nutcracker. And uh, by the way, I was very, very impressed by this ballet company. I did not expect, again, I thought this was just my nieces, uh, my seven-year-old nieces, just small performance locally here out in, uh, in Washington State and a little little part of Washington called Kitsap Peninsula, where I thought, oh, you know, this will just be a fun little kid kind of performance type thing. No, no, this was like a full-blown production of the Nutcracker with a set to match the talent for the, you know, dancers, all of them was to match. It was live orchestra. It was just like, whoa, I was, I was blown away by that. And not only that, at this transition in the music, that's when I was like, Whoa, I had this visceral body reminder where, you know, tears welling up and everything of a couple of things, I think. It was the music swelling in me, and I have not allowed in a lot of emotional music lately, and it just brought me back to when I was younger, and I remember going to the live version of The Nutcracker in Seattle, Pacific Northwest Ballet, brought back a memory from you know, 20 years ago of going to something like that and feeling those same kind of 
oh, the, the feeling of wonder of like, wow, this is beautiful artistry, but not just that, the wonder in it that I wanted to underscore. And that's why I'm recording an episode about it today is the possibility of a dream, a dream becoming reality. And that to me is with the Nutcracker, one of the most resounding things, one of the most important things is that here is this girl who, you know, she dreams this big, amazing dream. But then you wonder, is it a dream? Is it reality? Is she really there? And that, I believe, is something that we all kind of have within ourselves, is whether we go to, I use the example of Disney all the time, whether we go to Disneyland or Disney World to transport ourselves, that is also reality. We go there and we experience that, whether it's fantasy or, you know, whether it's what we call real, it's still a real experience. And a lot of us are blocked in our life's journeys because we convince ourselves that that's fantasy. No, it it can be reality if we allow that to be a part of our 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 script and as a part of our belief is that that is real. And in this case, it brought to light to me that the Nutcracker is this tale of fantasy, quote unquote, and reality of what is real, what is not. And it's all in our heads. If we believe we're there, you know, not in a let's fool ourselves kind of way, but the endless possibilities and the magic in the world is there. If we believe it is, it can be. And there is so much more truth to that than I think a lot of us are willing to admit, especially those who are grounded in what we call reality. Well, to me, reality is much more than what a lot of people believe reality to be is. I like to think that magic is everywhere. I believe that to my very core. And in this case, this production, this moment, this rise in music made me remember that that was me as a child. I believed in so many things being possible. I believed in so many things being transporting and that I could be a part of that fantasy, that I could live a fantastical life. And somewhere along the way, that got kind of diminished in me a bit or quieted in me or I got knocked down or especially in the the category of love and romance. I used to be the most romantic minded person who had these fantasies of, you know, meeting the amazing man of my, my wondrous dreams. And I have had a couple of, a lot of relationships, a lot of dalliances and two marriages that have come and gone. And I'd like to say I'm not jaded, (laughs) but I am or I can be in some ways. But then I, I sometimes have these glimmers and reminders that maybe that child, that dreamy child who loved love is still in there somewhere, who loved romance is still in there, who loved fantasy that can be reality. You know, and I don't think there's benefit necessarily in hoodwinking ourselves to what you know, we all kind of need to know or realize can be reality. But I think a lot of that is in our heads. And I don't think those things should keep us apart or keep us from the fantastic 
and the magical. And so that, I can't believe it actually just brought tears to my eyes. And I was so thrilled to find that it did. Because it made me remember that I can still experience and feel that wonder. And that it made me a little sad, I think, in the fact that I think I had lost a lot of that kind of along the way of being conditioned in my own life to kind of lose track of my wonder and um, my willingness to believe in amazing and and miracles and wondrous things or things beyond the scope of imagination. And it's funny that I say that because I feel like I am a very positive talker in the way of, um, you know, uh, forward thinking and thinking all is possible, but then realizing that to my core, that maybe I lost a little of that too. I mean, I'm human like the rest of us. And sometimes when we quote unquote, again, I keep saying quote unquote, but reality, what people perceive as reality slaps you across the face. It's hard to not feel like, oh, the magic is seeping out or, you know, real life teaches you a lesson but real is all in the eye of the beholder and what we believe is what we perceive. And so I, like hopefully you too, want to believe in amazing things. And where the second time that I teared up during this performance, again, amazing performance. So wonderful, wonderful dancers. I I was blown away by the talent in this little local production and the second moment was again taken taken took me by surprise was the transporting back was that the end and that actually you know what i say that it surprised me that i think i get i just listening to the music even on a on a you know i like apple i like itunes or apple music or whatever spotify wherever you listen to music um but just listening to the Nutcracker soundtrack or Tchaikovsky, you know, um, it always kind of gets me that that last, well, the last scene in the fantasy land where the music and, you know, it's it's basically the goodbye scene, if you will, where you know it's you know, winding down and Clara has to go back and... You know, and then at the very end, she wakes up. But it's the music, the chords, the just like, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, go play the the uh, Nutcracker all the way through. And then it's the finale. And it just, you know, brings you back to to the sadness of leaving a place of, of fantasy, of... But again, like, as I said before, like, is it fantasy or is it reality, but just a different kind of reality? And do we always have to come back to the standard version of reality? Or can we live in that fantasy world in those other realms and continue that? Does that have to be fantasy? Um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I will say it, it bring it brought me to to tears welling up again because it was like oh and now crashing back to the ground. <laughs> there is benefit to the ground. There is benefit to a life that is you know, grounded to some degree. Or the, there are a lot of people who like to live that way, and then there are a lot of us who like to live above or beyond or in the air or flying and. 
that is a choice we all get to make. I choose to to look a little beyond the borders or a lot beyond and fly above the sky. Um, you can make that choice as well. But that's where it got me a little sad is, oh, but this is the tumbler back into, you know, what is real. And I think the happiness in that, the, the realization now where I'm at in my life is is noticing that yeah, we all need to wake up at some point, you know, at the end of a dream. But then we get to choose how we want to both perceive that dream and if we want to go back. And I know it's hard in, in the analogy of a dream, because obviously if we have a really good dream, we want to fall back asleep and go right back into that good dream, right? Well, in reality, our chosen reality you know, maybe we can choose to live that dream or pursue that dream. Or if we can't grab it on our own, then at least be open to the possibility of that or keep that hope alive or make motions uh, and and toward that, that possibility. Whether or not it is meant for us is kind of up for you know, I always like to think of, I, I would love that dream to be a reality or something better or something more aligned with who I really am and what I want to do. And, and not to leave all of that up to chance or the universe. I still will take steps at achieving what it is I really think I want. But a lot of, a lot of the time in the moment, we don't know what we really want until we actually receive it. So have you ever experienced that before? It's like we think we want, you know, this, but then that is handed to us and it's even better and it feels even more right. I've had that happen to me with people in and out of my life. I've had that happen to me with, you know, my beloveds, my my babies, for those who know me, my they are my animals, my, I, I don't even like to call them animals because they are so much more to me. Um but a lot of things that have come and become the most valuable parts of my life, I couldn't have thought it up even if I tried. So that is the wonder and that is the flip from the tears welling up at the end of the nutcracker of, oh, the sadness of coming back to the hard you know bones or not even a hard reality, even if it's a good reality, coming back to reality. But then again, we can also flip that and choose to be open to even more fantastical things or even better. So that's what I want to leave you with today is, is open yourself up to the emotions that things you may not expect might bring up in you. In this case, like I said, like a local performance of the Nutcracker, very seasonally appropriate, brought me back to some memories and... um brought me back into the spirit of the holidays, which was wonderful, but also brought me to some very deep-seated but very important emotional connections and ties to my ideas and perceptions and views and and beliefs regarding uh, dreams and reality and transporting to those and actually living into those and then whether or not we have a choice in, in how to do that and whether or not we do live into and, and actually believe our dreams are possible. And then whether we get pulled out of them 
or whether we choose to maybe even live better than what is in our dreams. So there are a lot of different sides to that, that um, this beautiful, beautiful holiday performance brought me into. And maybe if you go turn on a recording of, of this, uh, the Nutcracker, maybe it will bring you to that same realization. And as, as I say often enough, uh, in all kinds of ways, you deserve that. You deserve to to feel those feels and to feel like you deserve more out of your life uh, rather than just the, you know, closed doors of what most people perceive or a lot of people perceive as reality and whether or not you can open up to possibility and the miraculous and the beautiful and the special that we all deserve in our lives. I hope this helped you and and brought you some joy here in this holiday season, and I hope to continue doing the same. Uh, I believe I'm going to hear it as a wrap for the holiday season and to the end of the year here. I think I'm going to do some kind of recap and maybe go back through some of our past episodes and point out a few of the ones that might help you a little more as you head into this beautiful new year of what I hope will be a beautiful new year. Well, you know, 2023 was... <laughs> rough, at least for me. So hopefully it was a little better for you. Uh, And I know though, for all of us, if we open our eyes and hopefully open ourselves to even more, 2024 will be amazing. So here we have a couple more weeks of, of this and here we go. So let's wrap up and have a beautiful, beautiful next few weeks leading up to the holidays. And I love you. I hope you know that you are never alone. Please feel free to come on by to the Warmth Group on Facebook if you want a supportive community in your dreams and aspirations and just a loving, embracing environment. And also, of course, over at my website, amyinfinity.com. And the Key to Courage podcast here is where you can find all kinds of different bits that will hopefully help even out your equation or help you on the road to even more. So you take care and I will see you again soon. You have been listening to the Key to Courage podcast. For more inspiration, resources, and to get you to that next level, come find me over at amyinfinity.com and infinitegumption.com. I'll see you there.